What's going on, people? Welcome to a new episode of the Chevalier Life and Fitness Coaching Podcast. This is Sean. And this is Nadia. And we're back again. And we want to talk about some of the taboos that people do not talk about. But we should be talking about. Absolutely. And when we say taboo, it's those things that you kind of just feel like it, you just leave it in Pandora's box. Mm -hmm. You close it in the back of the refrigerator, put it in the back of the fridge and leave it. Things we just are fearful of talking about because it it, it may bring up hurt mm -hmm. or it may bring back uh, the pain that a relative may have gone through and you just don't want to talk about Uncle Jimmy anymore because that was a, a trying time. So we just close that up mm -hmm. and we never talk about it again. So we brought up, we're thinking we're one in today's episode, talk about three taboos. Specifically, yeah. There's so many, but yeah. we're going to focus on these three. And I hope this is relevant for you. And we want to put some calls to action, things that you can do in order to no longer make these a taboo that you should run away from, but run towards. Um, so we're going to get straight to it. Mm -hmm. And this is, we're excited to bring this to you. And as always, remember our podcasts are developed to give you a bit of information to help improve your daily activities. That's right. And for you to just think a little bit, regardless of the, how short it is, and some of the conversations are enlightening, enlightening, enlightening. <laughs> um, but we hope it helps you. So jump the, right in. Yeah, the first one we're gonna talk about is family history or health history. Cool. Yep. And um, you know, I know in my family, you know, we don't talk about health history enough. And it's time for us to put a stop to that. And I want you guys to put a stop to that. You know, in the African American community, we we suffer from high blood pressure, diabetes, stroke, cancer, heart disease, uh, even peripheral artery disease, which is the clogging of, of arteries and veins because of fatty cells that build up. Mm -hmm. And if we are prevalent to those things and we may have suffered from those things, it doesn't mean that we can't do things in order to mitigate it mm -hmm. and not make it something that continues. Yeah. Um, and it's scary, right? Because again, like I said in the beginning before we started, sometimes we have an image or an experience of someone who may have suffered from a disease or condition. It scares you. And you never want to go back down that mm -hmm. road of emotions. Yeah. But I do think, again, you got to run towards this and do some, some homework. So if you have family members who may have suffered from a stroke, right? They may be debilitated from the stroke. And then we end up suffering years because of the debilitation as a result of the yeah. stroke, right? Paralysis in certain areas. Or even like diabetes. I didn't even realize that diabetes was something that can that can be hereditary. Yeah. Yeah. And sadly, right, many people don't change some of the things that they need to do nutritionally yeah. to help make sure that they have it under control. Yeah. I'm, I'm even thinking like Uncle Jimmy may have had his legs amputated and for all your life you just known have known Uncle Jimmy with no legs but didn't even realize why he has no legs because no one's talking about it. I think we need to change the name. Uncle Jimmy sounds so sad, sad now, but um, I'm sorry. But yeah, you 
but that's a right it's a, it's a reality right and why why create future suffering mm -hmm. when we can do things to ensure that we understand the disease for what it is and how we got there yeah the various yeah the yeah. various diseases and another example as to why it's important for us to even know i can count on so many hands how many times you go to a doctor's visit and the questions that they ask you are your family health history yeah you know sometimes they even go back to your grandparents yeah. what did they die from or what illnesses they may have had so that way the doctors can know what your history looks like right or and the thing here is that just because it's something that um happened in the past it doesn't mean that it's going to happen in the future right but it's good to know it's good to know yeah. but you have to take a proactive mm -hmm. we said this before when we were talking to tamika a proactive approach versus a reactive. Getting a diagnosis of something and then having to be told to do it is far worse than you volunteering your energy and effort into yeah. making sure that this does not happen. Right. Knowing that 80% of my family suffer from this. Which is why knowing your history helps you stay on top of your screenings. Yeah. It may even encourage you to get your screenings done earlier yeah. than the recommended age. Yeah. You know, I think you, you've told me before in the past when you used to work at Sloan Kettering, you've learned some stuff about Yeah, it. yeah. There was a population called the Ashkenazi Jewish, Jewish population. And the Ashkenazis were highly prevalent, probable that they will get breast cancer. And I spoke to so many women who called and said, you know, I'm in my 20s. And, um, and I have to schedule my bilateral mastectomy. Wow. And this is before even being, you know, having the, the, the genes. Yeah. They know that their family history will say or dictates that they will get this disease. Mm -hmm. So what they do is proactively, they schedule the bilateral mastectomy with plastics, meaning that they get their, mm. you know, plastic surgery to get, you know, implants. But they're getting it before having to suffer with chemo yeah. and radiation. So again, they're taking, it's sad, yeah. right? But they're taking the proactive lead to say, I know this is going to happen. Let me fight this. Yeah. And it's the outcome that is dealt, dealt to me. And the main point is just knowing that history about yourself. Right. So we have some some things that we want that we hope can help you take action. Number one, ask questions to your living family. Yes, yes, yes. Knock knock. I just want to talk about why did Uncle Jimmy mm -hmm. have two legs? Mm -hmm. and why was he in a wheelchair? Let's talk about it. Number two, look at what people suffered, died from. Meaning, you saw if you don't have family that you know, you can knock on the door. You kind of saw what people were suffering from. Mm -hmm. And if you ask, not just asking the questions, pay attention to, was this person doing finger pricks? Were they mm, yeah. monitoring their food all the time? You know, was there a bit of paralysis that they had on one side? Was there slurred speech? You know, so you may, after doing number three, which is research, determine that people may have suffered from something and and that was a byproduct you know see, seeing the paralysis in yeah. your face you may have been like oh i didn't realize that they had a stroke yeah. um start number four start making changes you know may it be increase your activity level or improve your nutrition 
you know, diabetes and um, heart disease, even peripheral artery disease can all be mitigated by a proper diet, yeah. you know, and that is a conscious decision right there, right? To swap out the foods that we typically were taught to use because maybe we were in a food desert or we lived in an area in the suburbs, not the suburbs, but urban life, right? Mm -hmm. Where we only had bodegas, they had a lot of candy, a little bit of bananas, bread, and crappy food in cans. And hero, hero sandwiches. Right. But that's all we knew, mm -hmm. right? We didn't know about the fine living, right, mm -hmm. of a Wegmans, right? But some people are in an area where the food quality is not so great. So mm -hmm. understanding what you had dealt to you, but now knowing what the alternatives are to avoid the disease from coming back again or even coming, mm -hmm. right? Um, number five, uh, lead by example. Now that you've done your research, you've knocked on the door of family members and you saw signs of, you know, of family members who may have suffered, now you have a charge to lead by example. Mm -hmm. Maybe a parent, a father, a mother. Your child. Your child, right? Now you have an option to consciously say, we are going to do this yeah. because we don't want you to be dealt the hand that Uncle Jimmy was dealt. Yep. Right? And um, number six, screenings, whether it's mammograms, pap smears, you name it, any screening you need. Right. And I think. Once you know your family history, that helps you possibly even be inclined to get them done proactively, even before the recommended age. Right. So colonoscopies, guys, we don't necessarily want to talk about colonoscopies. We don't want to talk, talk about prostate exams mm -hmm. because it's uncomfortable. You kind of feel like, I don't want to be put in that position. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I find the more that we talk about it, maybe in your church ministry, maybe in your family, when you start talking about these things, you start to realize, okay, we all have this fear. What do I do next? Yeah. Um, so basically trying to normalize it. So number one was all about family history and health history. We're gonna jump into number two, which is? Feelings. Mm. <laughs> There's so many people who don't wanna talk about their feelings. It's They just may not be open to it, or they may have come from a household where it wasn't common for them to talk about their feelings or they may have been told to shut up or like not express themselves. They probably weren't even given the liberty to be able to express themselves. I know um, a lot of times you hear the saying of children are to be seen and not heard. Mm. And that wasn't that wasn't very uncommon. Like that was a common thing, especially in my generation um, growing up, you know, you are amongst adults, you have to be seen. You should be seen and not heard, right? But even if someone may have wronged you or, I mean, look at us now. Today, we talk so much to our kids, right? <laughs> we, we sometimes, they probably feel like we over talk. Yeah. But no one was talking to us when we were growing up in, in the sense of like, well, how did that make you feel? Or no, you, you did as you were told. And that's that. Like, it was. it is what it is. Do as you're told and that's that. But the reality is not many people are open to talk. Sometimes you may learn that skill as you become an adult, but um, just being in touch with your feelings, right? Feelings are some one of those things that it's kind of taboo to talk about for some people. Yeah. Um, and as you get older or even into a relationship, 
sometimes you're forced to open up about your feelings or even get in touch with yours because now you're dealing with someone else. And open communication or just basic communication is key in order to thrive in a relationship, in a healthy relationship. Anyway, so what do you think about feelings? It's funny you just you mentioned, and if my mom is listening, I want you to know mom and pops are listening. You know, I understand now as being a parent how, you know, you get really frustrated mm -hmm. and you get to the point of like, I don't want you to do that now mm -hmm. and just do it because I said so. And I get it now. I understand why sometimes you just said, just leave, go yeah. to your room, right? But what I realized over the years is that we have an option to go back to the kids and say why we were frustrated. And sometimes that was a miss. That's the piece right there, which kind of then shows your child or whomever it is that I may have been frustrated. I, I did lose my patience, but here is why. Yeah. And and letting them understand the reason behind, mm -hmm. you, you know, why why you may have exploded or acted out of character. And everyone's personality is different, right? So even that whole training of do as I say and get it done, don't talk back, don't ask me why, all of those things. I mean, I feel like I turned out okay. However, <laughs> Did <you? No. laughs> it made me aware of when I'm with my own children, yeah. right? And how I want to be able to communicate with them, you know? And just recognizing the fact that sometimes kids may not even be able to express themselves, but if I at least give them the opportunity yeah. to share their feelings, then hopefully that it will translate into when they become adults, they know how to communicate and express themselves yeah. thoroughly, you know, effectively. Yeah, and and I'll tell you, you know, for you guys listening, you know, I, I learned so much from, from Nadia as, uh, in our younger 20s, um, I wasn't one to express how I felt all the time. But then it was through talking to Nadia and she was like, we need to talk now. And I got into the habit of having to get it off my chest. So if you recognize that your spouse or your, your mate uh, may have a difficult time expressing themselves. Sometimes you need to live, give them that breathing room to just... Right, yeah. you know, and, and hopefully that person will just recognize that you're giving them the space, uh, but you have to do your part too to mm -hmm. express how you feel. Right, because no one can read anyone's mind. Correct. And it took some time, mm -hmm. you know, and, and of course with the years of practice. And uh, patience. And patience. You gotta have patience. Um, you know, I was able to express a little bit better, but... I do believe everybody's in a situation where we can work on that. And I think when you get your feelings out, you live in a life of freedom. Uh, you kind of feel like your point is being heard. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're more um, inclined to talk about things that are difficult, like I may be feeling a certain way at work. Mm -hmm. uh, I may need a raise, you know, but you're now able to take that lesson yeah. from your life and apply it to your, even your career mm -hmm. or the people in your circle. Yeah. Um, and then I think there are a number of ways that people can even improve on that, right? It, whether it's talking to a professional therapist, you know, sometimes it's not as simple as your significant other helping you get through that. Sometimes you may need to see a professional mm -hmm. to seek professional help to help you break down those walls and figure out what is it that's blocking you from being able to express yourself or even being in touch with your feelings. 
Um, that objective works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Normalize it. Normalize it by, by talking, even talking to yourself. <laughs> right? Understanding what it is that you're going through and what you're feeling and just recognizing if it is an area that needs to be improved, recon- identify that, acknowledge it, and take the steps necessary to, to get the, the help that you need in order to be able to break down, break down those walls. Um, what else do you think? Oh, actually, maybe even creating a safe space for someone, like a therapy session or any with any professional, obviously that's a safe space. But even with with family members, right? Making it an environment where they may feel comfortable to be able to share their feelings. Like that safe space where someone can feel like they can be open with you. And it's funny you say that. No, not funny, but I think one way of you being able to create that safe space is understanding the person who you're trying to get to. Mm -hmm. And understanding their life and what kind of allows them to relax. And you may need to step into their world Mm -hmm in order for you to get them to relax. If that person loves bowling, right? All of a sudden now you're like, let's go bowling. And then in the midst of them enjoying something that they like, then you can bring up a conversation and then have a discussion, right? But maybe stepping into that person's world to then have them open up, maybe one way to help making them open up a bit more. Yeah, I really feel strongly about this because I feel, I'm just thinking back on all the people who I've talked to over the years and who have had wrong done to them, mm-hmm. but because they didn't know how to speak up for themselves, then it continued, right? Like just not being able to, to either, de- whether it's defending yourself or speaking up for yourself and sharing how you feel about some something the way someone may have made you feel and continuously accepting pretty much call it abuse but like not necessarily physical abuse but the mistreatment Mm. and it's just it's it's not good so what that person ends up hurting others potentially because they may be hurt yeah so hurt people hurt people they do they do or even bottling it up and then that stress can manifest itself into other areas in your life like whether it's disease and you know so it's really important to get it out because it serves you no good keeping it in I mean, that's tough. You know, I, I know for men, you know, it's it's almost like, again, taboo. It is taboo. <laughs> <laughs> it's taboo to talk about it your is. feelings, about what's hurting you, but... You're like, man, son, Yeah, on, yeah, son. yeah. You don't want to show, <laughs> show those kind of emotions. But, you know, when you do have a circle of, of men, you know, even my boys, we talk about certain things and it, it gets really passionate because we're able to knock down those walls. So I think when you have that circle of, of men or- A safe ladies, space right, though, if you yeah, have a safe space. You, you, you're you prone to feel okay to bring up those conversations and see what other people, how they feel mm-hmm. about it. And then you once you find that common bond, you're like, okay, I, I feel like it's time for me to express how I feel. So yeah, now we don't want to belabor that one, but feelings, that's it's real. Yep. It's a taboo that we don't talk about often. Uh, number three, the final one is financial. And oof, that is like a deep breath in and of itself. Oh my and, gosh. Um, people don't talk about money management. And people, my mom, you know, we went to Catholic school in Brooklyn. And all I knew is that I had a check in my bag that I had to give to 
you know, the, the registrar and I knew that my mom and my pops were working real hard. And that check symbolized their dedication for me to go to Catholic school. Other than that, we didn't talk about <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about money like that, you know, save money here. Mm -hmm. But when I got my first job, I knew that a portion of this money, I would have to put it away in order mm -hmm. for me to be able to do certain things. So yeah. they, 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 they talked real high level, yeah. but they never really got into the weeds because I don't know if they knew the weeds, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's not their fault. It's what they learned and what they passed on. But people don't talk about money. Yeah, and a lot of people don't. It's uncomfortable. You know, you know. of course, no one likes to say, what's your salary? Like, you don't say mm -hmm. that, right? But just about how do you make your money work for you? Or even teaching your kids <laughs> basics. I mean, I, I'm thinking about my mom as you were just talking about that. As a single mother, she sat me down, probably was like 12 or 13 and showed me how to balance a checkbook. And she's like, you know, I make pennies. This is what she would tell me. Yeah. I make pennies and I need you to see how I make all these pennies stretch. And when you want to ask for this or that, understand that these pennies have to stretch but so far. And so this is why I need you to understand why it's important to get an education. So these are the things that she would say, right? It's why it's important for you to get an, get an education. So this way you can have a, a well-paying job at some point in time. But then she would show me how to balance or check how to balance a checkbook. So this way I really understood what it's like to take a take your five dollars and stretch it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But when it comes to real financial literacy, I'm thinking also like wealth. Like we weren't we weren't exposed to that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And many people are not talking about it. And be, and I think even just recently listening to this book uh, called The Color of Money. Black Banks, I believe, by Mercer Baradaran. I hope I didn't spell her name. <laughs> but um, just listening to how freed slaves lost their, and shout out to Janelle for putting me onto this book because it's so eye-opening and I haven't even finished listening to it yet, but just from hearing the early stages of like how many freed slaves lost their money and which put so much distrust in the bank, bank. the banking system right. and the federal government. And so when you think of like now our generation, you know, grandma may not have been talking about money because her grandparents or her parents may have been so pissed off from losing funds yeah. from a generation before them that they have no trust in the banks. So this is why you have all these people at years ago saving their money underneath a mattress, stuff like that, yeah. right? Because there was so much the trust that was lost in the banking system. And it's just not something that many people talk about, but there's so much to learn. It's scary. Now, I, once Nadia told me about the book this week, I started listening to the book and um, it is my, it's, it's eye opening. And I can see how, you know, African-Americans in general are fearful. Mm -hmm. And I think that fear has trickled down in different ways for us to not talk about it. And we may not know the history, right. right? But we are a byproduct of that kind of hurt that was faced so many years ago. But we talk to the kids about money to the point now where they ask for certain groceries. I'm like, are you gonna buy that? You know, they got their pocket <laughs> money because I want them to see that their the, the, the luxuries that they have, it costs money. Mm -hmm. But when they buy it, I wanna see how they manage 
the item and if they will treat it the same mm -hmm. when they have to use their non-hard-earned money, right? <laughs> um, but it also is teaching them that we are conscious about money. Uh, we're not pinching pennies, mm -hmm. but we want to teach them a lesson on how to manage when they get of age and they have money that they work hard for. But I think that is doing them, right, a... a a service right by educating them yeah by talking about it so that when they get into their homes yeah. they're more inclined to talk to their kids their friends and our circle i am talking about money left and At, right yeah because it's all about fire right <laughs> it is all yeah. about fire if you guys never heard about fire the, the acronym fire is financial independence retire early. absolutely it's a lot about that and we will definitely, you know, introduce that to you uh, when we talk about uh, some of the resources that we've been listening to. But again, hearing those resources mm -hmm. opens your mind yep. for you to make the taboo normal, yeah. right? And regardless of what culture you are, mm -hmm. some are more prevalent to talk about money than others. Mm -hmm. But I still think there is an underlying current of tabooism, yeah. right? Where we're just like, I don't want to keep, I don't want to go yeah, there, yeah. right? What do you do with your stocks? What do you do with your 401k? Mm -hmm. What do you do with your mutual funds? No one wants to sit and talk about that unless- Because sometimes when you don't understand it, then you're not going to be inclined to talk about it. Correct, correct. <laughs> It's so that's simple. Um, and 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 where we are in our stage, you know, we make money in order for us to make the money work for us, and we're learning how to do that. And we want you to do the same thing too, right? Mm -hmm. So, do a little bit, little bit of homework. In the show notes, we'll put the links to uh, some resources that we have, you know, kind of been getting into a little bit more. Uh, one podcast is called Earn Your Leisure. Um, fellas from New York who are just talking and they're educating people right you know you know in our generation who are connecting the dots to to um people you know hip-hop legends like Nas or Fat Joe but people who are talking about money mm -hmm. and normalizing the, the taboo right yeah. the, the conversation so that we are taking it in and going if Fat Joe is doing that if Nas is doing that if XYZ is buying real estate why can't I mm -hmm. so making you understand how to manage your money a little bit better or to how to invest it from people who we've trusted right is one way for us to make it or one way for it to be more normal so yeah. uh, the call to action here um, is number one talk about it talk normalize about it. it talk about it always talk about it so that everyone in your circle is conscious because what's gonna happen is that you start doing research, you're gonna learn something, and then you're gonna also be like, let me just yeah. share this with somebody so that they can be empowered too. And all of a sudden, the both of you are playing ping pong, mm -hmm. the three of you are playing ping pong. I mean, that's kind of weird with three people, but <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. right? Um, number two, if you have kids, talk to them about money. Yeah. Um, I We have mock money that we need to use a little bit more. Mm -hmm. The play money. Yep. The play money. But I think that is one tool to kind of play about, play with money and maybe make it a game, right? Put the money in their pocket and every time they want to get something, <laughs> they got to pay us. Actually, I'm going to institute this now. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, research ways to invest. I mean, we, you know, of course it starts with a budget. You know, if you can understand how much, how your money is working for you. Uh, how much is going into bills and all that stuff how do you get rid of those bills what's going into savings what is going into x y and z 
stocks, 401ks, your mutual funds, your trusts, all that stuff. But what do you do with that money? How do you make that money work for you, right? So research and, you know, like I said, the podcast, Earn Your Leisure, um, The Motley Fool, uh, Choose Fi, which is Choose Financial Independence. Fantastic resources that will open your mind. And I'm telling you- It's like mind-blowing. It is mind-blowing. And I run and I listen to them. I walk and I listen to them. (laughs) But it's not just listening. It's listening and taking action. Exactly. Um, Which is what we want you guys to do. Yeah. Um, Number four, if you are working your nine to five and your company does offer 401k, check and see if they match because that is free money right there. And I told you, we're on this financial independence journey. And, and people who don't talk about it. They don't talk about it, right? So if you are maxing out your 401k, is your employer giving you free money? Take advantage. Take all the free money. <laughs> um, and number five, how can you make your money work for you while you're sleeping, right? So that may include mutual funds, index funds, um, you know, stocks. Everybody's talking about stocks these days, but um, when you understand mutual funds and index funds, you understand that your stocks are actually in those funds and you're able to invest in a broad array of companies and just put more money into it so that you have a diverse portfolio so i do believe there are ways for you to have your money work for you while you are taking that nap and seeing your money multiply because time is moving right and uh we want you to be able to see that money grow there you go Woo, we did it so Family history, feelings, financial uh, taboos. We want you to talk about it. People need to talk about it. You should talk about it. And um, have if you that need help talking about it, reach out to us. We'll help absolutely. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, this is Sean. And this is Nadia. And we hope that this episode was enlightening for you. Until next time. See you.